Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we are discussing book number 18. Mm. How have we got this far? Oh yeah. How have we been allowed? <laughs> this far. Why hasn't anyone stopped us? <laughs> oh god, shouldn't have faith. We know what happens when we make grandiose claims. Oh Jesus. Um, it's episode 19. Yes. Book 18. And this week we're finding out what happens when Regina and Bruce fall head, head over, over heels. heels. So... The opening pay- the cover tagline yes. is, can Bruce Patman really fall in love? <gasps> can he? Well, actually, for once, the answer <gasps> is yes. <gasps> oh, my this Lord. This never happens. <laughs> the answer is always no. But this time it's true. Amazing. Wow. Cool. Okay, so can you give us the back cover line? Yeah. Do opposites attract? Again? Yes. <gasps> What? This is only the beginning. This has changed everything. Oh my lord! This book is full of of gems, and I think mm. it's starting off as it means to go on. Woohoo! Okay, so here's the blurb: Bruce Patman and Regina Morrow in love. No one can that Sweet Valley High can believe it. Regina is beautiful and shy, one of the nicest girls at school. By the way, remember when she was introduced? It was sort of like yeah. she's a bit of a firecracker. Yeah, but not so much. No, well, she never showed herself to be a firecracker, so this yeah. is actually more accurate. Bruce is a real snob. Well, that's the least of his problems. <laughs> and the only person he's ever cared about is himself. Mm-hmm. Jessica Wakefield figures the romance can't last. She knows Bruce too well. She certainly does. <laughs> She's even willing to bet Lila Fowler that Bruce and Regina break up within two weeks. <gasps> the stakes are high. And Jessica can't afford to lose. Oh my God. If she has her way, Regina and Bruce won't be happy for long. <gasps> What's she going to do? <gasps> so, oh, well, she's going to do something pretty bad. But also... <laughs> There's a lot of plot holes in this book. Anyway, we'll oh, get yeah. into that as we go on. <laughs> so, we begin in classic style. Oh, look at the cover. Oh, my goodness. You're so excited. We so blazed right past the cover. And it's such a good cover. So, please describe it. So, we've got Bruce and Regina on the cover. Bruce, again, giving us that young John Barrowman he kind really of vibe. Is. John Barrowman <laughs> with a sort of a bouffant. A little bit, yeah. A little puffy fringe. Uh, and, yeah, he's hugging Regina and she just looks really nice, actually. Yeah, she does look yeah, really nice. She's got a nice little purple dress on. Yeah, she looks really happy. She's very pleased. Yeah. He's got his manly arms manly around, arms around her. her. Yes. And his arms are significantly darker than his face. Yeah, sure there's some going makeup on. going on. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, you can't do too pale foundation. Mm-mm. Doesn't work. Come on now. So he's wearing a sort of uh, a, a button-down shirt with a suggestively opened neck yeah he's got his sleeves rolled up get his forearms out mm, good luck but he's also wearing sort of high waisted ah, denims yes. <laughs> with a belt lovely not very sexy it is very high waisted it's it like is. like those jeans or tr- trousers in like films from the 40s where they're yeah. practically up their nipples right. and like hey everybody right, right up there <laughs> Tuck up my trousers. <laughs> so uh, we get the Wakefield morning routine. Mm. The, they're, they're hitting every beat. The Spanish tiled kitchen is in there. Oh, yeah. We get a description of the twins and all about how they look the same, but they're different. And we <laughs> get a reference to the Hershey bar. And in the Spanish, sti- Spanish style this time, Ooh. they do alternate between Spanish yeah. tiles, referring to it as a Spanish tiled kitchen, mm-hmm. and a Spanish style, style kitchen. kitchen. And, of course, there's a reference to Alice... Being mistaken for the twin sister. Yes. Because of her rated beauty. <laughs> um, and uh, we find out that Liz wants the car because she's got a meeting of the carnival committee. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're having a carnival to celebrate the centennial of Sweet Valley High as alluded to in the last book there's a surprising amount of consistency yeah, going but on but this is kind of it's more a fundraiser isn't it than yeah this is a sort of little carnival to raise money for uh, and I quote oh just 
handicapped children. Okay. Now, we there's going to be a lot of there's ableism a, in this book. It's also, it's 1986, so maybe we'll just have to... <laughs> well, that's true. I mean... mind that different <laughs> True. But the way Still. that people with disabilities are discussed yeah. in this book, Not great. even at the time, yeah. is fucked up really bad. So... You know, just when we say handicapped children, uh, that is them. It's us. a direct quote. It's yeah, yeah. We're cringing. <laughs> we are. So there's only twelve days to go to this little mini weird carnival, which yeah. seems to be incredibly poorly organised. Yeah. And <laughs> why are there children organising this? Yeah, that's so weird. Oh, they're not even doing it. Like, why is it uh, such short notice? Yeah. They don't really have any events organised for it, as we find out right to the actual. <laughs> You know, right to the day itself. It's a shoddy operation from it start to finish. Extremely <laughs> shoddy. But Jessica doesn't care. She's got troubles of her own. Yeah. She's stressing about a history paper. Mm. So she, it's due soon and she has a daily work and it's giving her nightmares, she says. <laughs> so the twins go off to school in the Fiat Spider and they see uh, Regina riding in Bruce's classic one Bruce one. <laughs> the shiny black boy. Oh, yes. And <laughs> Jessica has a stormy expression on her face as she passes it because she remembers how Bruce's behaviour to her. But then there's a reminder of how terrible he is, including trying to take advantage of Elizabeth. Yeah. So, you know, we're reminded just how bad he is. Yeah, because like that, <laughs> it's, yeah, as bad... Ugh, I don't know. It's like they're pretending like that wasn't such a big deal or something. Yeah, that's why it's weird that they're mentioning it's so it. So weird, yeah. Because they're saying like Elizabeth didn't like Bruce Patman one bit. Yeah, he had no tried kidding. to take advantage of her yeah. after a motorcycle accident when he she was suffering from met- memory loss. It's and like wasn't he, herself. That's a big yeah, deal. Like, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> why does anyone talk to this and guy? Also, when he did that, it wasn't even like he was trying to sort of mentally manipulate her. Yeah. That would have been bad enough. He was literally saying things like, I got big strong hands from yeah. Tennessee. <laughs> so like, it was yeah. creepy as fuck. Blocking her exit. It was rough. Like, it was not good. Yeah. But um, anyway, he's now apparently he's acting like a perfect gentleman. Mm. And um, Liz, of course, takes uh, takes some time to, to think about how gorgeous people are. And it's like, well, Regina, this is equal in beauty because oh, that's what matters yes and we get a like half a page about yeah, how beautiful about how Regina is Regina. there's also a bit where it's like like literally in like three or four lines like Bruce and Regina seemed like a perfect couple but then Regina looked perfect no matter who she was standing to mm, with her long black hair her perfect ivory uh. like, literally three perfects in a matter of like four lines well you can't be too perfect <laughs> too and much. Too much. just have to be reminded God. so they're talking about the pageant and uh, and about Regina and saying maybe they Todd is like maybe they could do the two of them could do a booth called Beauty and the Beast yeah. but they're worried about the beast breaking Beauty's heart okay well we know the Todd is overly concerned in Regina's personal yeah. affairs from and a few books ago there's a bit where Elizabeth is like she wasn't sure why but she had felt strangely protective of Regina ever since the girl had moved to Sweet Valley like maybe it's because you're condescending as yes and because she's deaf you seem to think she's like yeah. you know, <laughs> that she can't look out for herself child um so the people in the carnival committee, it's not a formal meeting, but they're hanging out in the canteen and yeah. Winston is being extremely annoying, squirting milk. He is no help whatsoever. Oh, All the yeah. way through this, they have meetings and he's just dicking around. He's like, why <laughs> are you even here? <laughs> he actually does more, does more work at the actual event than any of them. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. But in just all the meetings, he's no help. <laughs> squirting water out of a carton. I'm just yeah. like, fuck off, Winston. Yeah. Um, and the only idea they have a for a booth is it's actually Winston's it's that people can throw pies at him fair yes. enough I will throw a pie at your face I will t- throw Stop several <laughs> give me four <laughs> um, Olivia and Roger are part of this gang and we get a bit of rags to riches backstory mm. and um, they're talking about Bruce and Regina and Olivia says that Bruce is basically a new person and he's uh, he's actually been nice being nice to mm. Olivia yeah which seems unlikely. It sure does. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, they're all amazed, un- unsurprisingly. And uh, of course, Jessica and Lila are hanging out. And Lila is so gloriously bitchy in this book. <laughs> she is so entertaining. She really has it out for Regina, like just, yeah, just because she's hot and, and rich, like that. And she's well. Don't forget the flat base. And oh, <laughs> so, could I ever? <laughs> one of our highlights of oh. our. Podcasting Just careers. my favourite thing ever. So <laughs> it's not really surprising that she is still... She's still smarting from that. Very much so. And she mm. does have a really... No, this is... It's wrong. But it's... It's it's so mean. It's it's kind of a classic line from Lila. It's like, look at her. She looks ridiculous in that purple dress. You'd think she was colourblind, not deaf, the way she dresses. Yeah, Lila! Oh! <laughs> 
You are terrible. Oh, God. So, uh, oh, God. but um, Bruce wants to be all with Regina all the time. And this is like, mm. Jess is wild up about it too. Because he was so shitty to her and yeah. was always making excuses not to hang out with her. And now he's just all over Regina. Yeah. So and, they're both... Yeah kind of pissed off in by their this. own ways yeah. for their own reasons <laughs> their own terrible ways and uh, Regina has been to dinner with a Patmans which mm. is a big deal because Jessica never got to do that and yeah. uh, she remembers how she tried to get Roger instead <laughs> she wanted to rescue him from social disaster but he refused to be rescued he'd stuck it out with Olivia who dressed like a freak in Indian cotton dresses and funny sandals and didn't care about anything but drawing and poetry a face Jessica thought worse than death she thinks everything is a face worse than death yeah she is very dramatic I suppose we do know this so Lila suggests a little wager mm. Um, because after we've just been told that Bruce is so generous that he bought um, Regina a ruby pendant like something out of Titanic yeah I know that wasn't a ruby but you know what I mean so excessive though Um, so uh, Lila's little wager is that if Bruce and Regina break up by the day of the carnival Jessica and whoever wins will have to write the other's term paper yeah and Jess is is nervous about this but Mm. you know she can't she's not sure because Regina and Bruce do seem so in love. They do. And Lila reckons they will go the distance, but Jessica reckons they're not going to last. So yeah. it's like, yeah, she reckons. So she takes the bet, but mm. she's a bit nervous about it. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, I know I, they do seem very in love. Yeah. Um, Lila, but- Lila also has an amazing bit when they're trying to figure out what to bet. And Lila's like, let's not bet money. My father says it's vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's how they end up on term papers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well it does make more sense for them because what would Jessica bet yeah. I, like, oh, no. um, so, so uh, the, the bet is cast and after that Lila arri- rides in the lime green triumph yes. it's all it's all over the place now Love made it. its appearance a couple of books ago mm. in can't, we, sh- we can't get her out of it <laughs> so, why would you want to <laughs> very true it's amazing <laughs> oh my god another of our oh. listeners <laughs> fashioned an image <laughs> oh I need to see who that was um, because can you describe the image it, oh, it was incredible that they fashioned it, <laughs> it was what, well, what I take to be an actual lime green triumph because it was know. a lime green car it was, it was a lime green car you don't know and much I, about I cars I don't know what a triumph actually looks like yeah, neither of us do <laughs> so um, and they had managed to manipulate this image <laughs> so inside this, <laughs> this car Sorry, we're both just trying to find it now because <laughs> we are not was <laughs> our queen <laughs> Lila herself it was Lila herself sitting in the front seat oh my lord a lime green triumph and it was it was incredible. An amazing little bit of Photoshop. <laughs> uh, we will find this image uh, we will. by the by the end of the show to find out who, so we can give a yes, little shout out. Thank you to the listener <laughs> who who um, who brought it to our attention and and fashioned it herself, I presume. Um, so meanwhile, L- Lila is in the aforementioned triumph, which you will be able to visualize because we will retweet this image again oh, after so uh, this episode airs. Um, she's going to her dad because he apparently wants to see her earlier. Uh, or urgently and um, he's making a new building it's kind of vague about what this building is or what's happening or why his office is like next to it businesses are always vague aren't they it's like Mm. oh the computer business oh yeah is it a fact like what what is is it (laughs) anyway he's making a new building and somehow it's next to the building he's already in yeah so while she's going there she's going in to see him she's she's waiting outside a half completed building that's part of the Fowler Empire Mm. and she flirts with a handsome young construction worker and we're told he's 18 or 19 it's like dude she's still in school so it doesn't matter if you're Whatever, Mm-mm. you should be staying away. Um, and he's Lila like, kind of surprises herself as well that she's even looking at him. Yeah, rough <laughs> trade for Lila. I know, Lila smiled back at him, slightly surprised at herself. She didn't even usually look at construction workers, oh. let alone encourage them. <laughs> oh, of course. better than people who work in construction, I Lila. know, but Jesus. also, would you, like, does she sort of avert her gaze from all poor people when she <laughs> yeah, walks like, down the street? I, she I, probably does. She just literally can't see people. Yeah, actually, that does make sense. That's very consistent with her character, so fair enough. Um, so uh, he's like, I'm Jack. And she's like, I'm Lila Fowler. Mm. Like the building. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. But he is kind of, he's a matcher. Yeah, he's yeah he's not he's not impressed with her. She's yeah, he's like, sort of bantering a little bit. Yeah. 
And Lila's kind of, mm, he's treating me like an equal. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> but she's intrigued. She is. Yeah. She's curious. Um, so there's so many classic moments in this book. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, we have a full on Mr. Collins. Oh, yeah. Full on Mr. Collins' description <laughs> in all his glory. Oh, he's yeah. a young Robert Redford. He's, he's strawberry blonde. Everybody loves him. Um, <laughs> he's young enough to engage the interest of his students. <laughs> that means. We read it in many Still ways. can't ride them, Roger, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to be fair to him. He doesn't try. I know, I know. <laughs> but he just does. Um, <laughs> we do possibly just project a lot on Yeah, him. poor Mr. Collins. <laughs> So, of course, he's involved in this committee yeah. bullshit and they're having a formal meeting. Regina yes. joins them because her mother, Sky. Oh, God. At least about Sky, the better. All right, there's a lot of retconning going on in this book. Anyway, we'll discuss that later. Um, <laughs> Sky is the current parent advisor from the PTA to the Carnival. Though why she agreed to yeah. do this is a mystery. I have no idea. Um, Liz, of course, is the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Fowler is donating lumber to make the stands for whatever yeah. non... Uh, non-specific things that they have yeah and like literally these like children are making the boots like <laughs> with to, their bare like, Ken Matthews is going to fashion these fucking <laughs> things out of lumber it's like really <laughs> with no supervision how or structurally sound do these things going to oh, be like? well we don't even know what's going to go into them and neither do they because yeah. it's so stupid um, so they divvy up all their stupid roles for yeah. what they're going to do so you know Ken's making his boots and Olivia's in charge of the decorations of course because she's arty <laughs> um, and then it's like any other business uh, no that's it and Liz is like oh, we're su- you forgot something we're supposed to adjourn to the beach <laughs> and Elizabeth's like oh sorry I forgot Mr. Collins how about a trip to the beach with the carnival committee and for once once. He's appropriate. He, he says, says no thanks. Well done, Roger. Go home. Fair play to you, Roger. Yeah, off you go. Oh my god. Oh god. What a relief. <laughs> oh, but everything about this. I have three exclamation marks in my notes about. They invite Mr. Collins. Sensibly, he says so. Yeah. And at the beach, we get a little bit of. Oh, there's some quite good foreshadowing going on. We learn that George, uh, who you might remember is Enid's boyfriend, Enid's boyfriend yeah. who lives wherever he lives I can't remember Yeah, he doesn't live in town but he was he's around all the time though yeah yeah they see each other regularly Mm. but he is taking flying lessons at some airfield Uh, we also learned that Ken is running for president of the Sweet Valley Centennial (laughs) Student Committee so whatever that is going to be Uh. as part of the Sweet Valley Hundred year celebrations. God, <laughs> it's such a vague bullshit kind oh of. Oh my like, god! Yeah. Why gonna... does anyone want to do this? Yeah, well, no one does want to do this because <laughs> no one's running against him. <laughs> so he's running unopposed. Yeah. Um, and uh, also at the beach are Lila and Jess. Uh, and Lila tells Jessica about Jack, but he, like, she's met this handsome young man, mm. but doesn't say that he was a construction worker. Of no. course. Meanwhile, Jessica invites. Melanoma by putting on oh my god baby oil baby oil at the beach in California oh my god I actually feel my skin shriveling oh my god just thinking about it like but that fucking peaches and cream complexion will not last oh that won't at that rate that won't last until she's twenty oh your the... leathery ass is gonna regret oh this. <laughs> god well leathery would be the best outcome there carry on oh, and then Bruce what can we say about this. Bruce appears. <laughs> what is he wearing? <laughs> Tell our listeners, please. Overcome with giggles. Sure enough, there was Bruce Patman, tanned and muscular, oh. in an absurdly small bathing suit. Oh, he sure likes those tiny, tiny shorts. Oh, God. Not even shorts. Come with your bad self. <laughs> but Regina is clinging on to him adoringly. And yeah. everything's like, oh, there. That, that's a f- solid couple, which we I'm sure will last forever. Yeah, Jessica's not too impressed. So oh she's like, fuck, God, I need no. to win this bet. Yeah, she's got an upper game. She's got to think of something. Yeah. So uh, we cut to dinner. Shay Patman. Mm. And R- Regina goes to the powder room, uh, which I believe they actually call, she calls the powder room. So what the fuck? Yeah. Really? What? I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I'm going to take a shit, but, like, <laughs> you know, there's a, but there's a middle ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's where Lou is very handy. I suppose Americans don't have that. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
So Bruce gives out to his mother. Yeah, his mother's really making a show oh, she's of herself. Awful. She keeps like she's yelling and like making really exaggerated movements and it's like she's, you know, she's deaf but she can read lips. It's fine. Yeah. Like stop shouting, you weirdo. Though it has to be said that the rest of the Sweet Valians are patronising in different ways. That's true. But yeah, she is noticeably <laughs> terrible. And she's yeah. still a giant bitch. She's as horrible, She's learned nothing yeah. from she's, other yeah. larger stuff. No. Um... And then we're told that Regina, well, she wanders around going to the jacks, is intimidated by the Patman Mansion, which I do not buy because we were literally told in the book where she arrived <laughs> that their house was like the fanciest place we've yeah. ever seen. And everyone else was just like, oh, this puts the Patmans and the Fowlers to shame. Yeah, but like like where the Morrow's house was warm and casual. I'm sorry, how is a giant mansion warm and casual? Well, it's not like, giant video games. Yeah. It just sounds peculiar. I know it's a casual mansion. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. drop by. <laughs> Oh yeah, but this is more imposing. Yeah, but it's such a weird kind of stuffy formal dinner for like what, I, what I assume is just like a weeknight. Yeah. Like your son's girlfriend. Like oh. why are you being so ridiculous? Well, they are always very, um, you know, overdoing, overdoing these yeah. things. Uh, so apparently Mrs. Patton is annoyed that she wasn't given the job of PTA committee chair. Mm. Um, and she's also annoyed that nouveau riche Mr. Fowler has donated lumber. Yeah, she gets kind of weirdly competitive, doesn't she? Because she yeah. hates, oh yeah, she hates the Fowlers because they're because they're nouveau, nouveau riche. riche. Yeah. And it gives a description nouveau riche, newly rich. <laughs> so helpful. In fairness, I suppose you read it when you were ten. This is probably the first uh, That's, time. Yeah, your introduction to. I doubt about that snobbish phrase. Snobbery. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like not about like the Patmans and the Vanderhorns. We never meet any of them. Really, the Vander- and why hasn't Jessica tried to write any of them? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> she would be all up in their business. Or maybe they've all maybe they've all sort of died out and the youngest is like <laughs> 75 or something. Anyway, they're the old families in Sweet Valley. Yeah. Yet again. Now bear in mind, this is not my own personal snobbery. But in terms of snobbishness, if you own a fucking canning factory, you're not exactly <laughs> like the Duke of Marlborough. Like, you know, why are they so snobby? <laughs> I think my notions of it's snobbery not exactly aristocracy like Yeah. <laughs> I think my notions of snobbery come from like nineteenth century and early twentieth century literature. So it's like, you know, if you're in trade, you're yeah. like a fucking peasant. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean the likes of us are just so below all of it, so we're not even relevant. But you know, I I just like oh yeah, you're glamorous and classy <laughs> cat empire. Like Good lord. Anyway, she's uh, she's very snobby yeah. and um uh, unsurprisingly, Regina and Bruce make their getaway. Yes. To Miller's Point. Not to Miller's Point. <laughs> and then there's all this really patronising nonsense where Bruce is like, oh, you're so brave. You're so amazing. And she's like, I'm not brave. I'm happy. I've always wanted to live a normal life. It's like there are deaf people who live normal lives. It's not the Victorian <coughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But anyway, they share a lovely moment. Yeah, he, br- he tells her he loves her as well. And it's all... Very heartfelt. Yes, no, it's, it is true. Aside from all the condescending stuff. It's yeah, all yeah. Quite heartfelt. That's true. So, answering the question on the cover, can Bruce Patman really fall in love? Now we see it really is true. He, yes, he can. He sure can. Uh, so, Mrs. Patman rings Sky Morrow and is all like, oh, I'll match your donation to mm. the fund because she can't be wood upped by these newcomers. Some newcomers and blow ins. Uh, yes. And then there's all this stuff about uh, this is all the Sky Morrow backstory that is really uh, inconsistent. Yeah. So. Um, apparently it turns out that she has headaches all the time Mm. and we get the details I think this might be the first time where we get the details of the medicine she took to um, that that caused Regina's deafness yeah because I mentioned when it came up in the first Regina episode that you know when it was about Regina modelling and how excited the mother was yeah Yeah, and I was like but we know that yeah, you it know, because that it was diet pills, and, but yeah. maybe in that one they didn't mention it was diet pills. They just said medicine. Yeah, because I was like, why is she happy that her daughter's joining the industry that pushed her into taking mm. dangerous medication? Yeah. But anyway, it turns out that she, um, she was tormented by guilt after Regina turned out to be deaf. She devoted herself to her children, but then after Regina went to boarding school, the headaches began, and then they briefly went when Regina became a model. But now, this makes no None sense. Makes I actually sense. copied it out. It was like, now she's seen how closer Regina could come to achieving Sky's fame. Sky's anxiety has come back. It's so weird. What? Yeah. I think that was trying to retcon the whole, like, oh, why was she excited about 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Between being a model, it makes no sense. It's all a bit weird, yeah. All of Sky's motivations in this are pretty terrible. Yeah. And all her family's are. It's sort of like, well, this is what will stop Sky having headaches for her very, you know, Sky should go and see a therapist. Yeah, like, uh, this whole headache thing is weird. It's like, oh, things are going well for Regina, so I'm fine now. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is strange. Oh, but now my headaches have come back. Why? Yeah. Now that I've seen that she could be a model, it's because she's worried about her being a model? Because she was happy. Oh, anyway. We could, we're not, why are we trying to find sense in this better just ridiculous <laughs> so Regina comes home from a date with Bruce she's got a ruby pendant yeah. and uh, oh yeah because sorry Kurt says there, Kurt and Nicholas Kurt Morrow you might remember is, yes. is father the of dad. Regina and Nicholas and Kurt and Nicholas are worried about Sky because of her terrible headaches that she keeps happening all yeah. the time and Kurt's like well actually maybe there's something we can do about this mm. Mm, what could it be so Regina comes home the family await her with champagne. Yeah. They're all celebrating. She's like, uh, what's going on, lads? And they're toasting her. Yeah. She's very confused. It's a weird way to break the news. <laughs> yeah, it is very yeah. weird. So Kurt is like, oh, what would you think if I told you your hearing could be restored? It wouldn't be restored because she was born deaf. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But anyway, <laughs> well, basically, if you could hear, you'd be able to hear concerts and birds. And the first thing she thinks of, and Bruce's voice. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, concerts and birds singing and babies crying. It's like... You don't want to hear babies crying. You don't want to hear babies crying. No one wants to hear babies crying. Babies laughing, yes. That is not how you sell this to yeah. someone. It's like... Babies crying, babies laughing. No. I'll go for the sound they use in torture situations <laughs> on a loop. God, like... That keeps people awake at night yeah. when I could have a lovely, happy little baby laugh. Nope. <laughs> crying. Crying, like. Um So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, those are all as nothing to Regina in comparison to the sound of Bruce. So, it turns out that a surgeon in Switzerland called mm. Max Friedrich, Friedrich. Uh, he can treat her. Yeah. And uh, he can make her hear it. Um, and Regina's overwhelmed. But of course, she thinks solely of it in terms of Bruce. Because mm. it turns out that she would have to leave. <gasps> they keep these treatments very big. Yeah. She'd have to go to Switzerland for a whole year. Yeah. And she's like, but I can't leave Bruce for that long. <laughs> so that's it. Okay. She's not going. <laughs> really? I think she asks if... if um, they could put it off for a while. And yeah. Kurt's like, oh, I should really be done as soon as possible. Yeah. Mm. Like, that, none of this it's medical stuff, this long. Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, how, is, how is time an issue at this stage? Yeah, like, like she's 16. <laughs> like, a year's probably not going to make a huge yeah. difference for somebody who was born deaf. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. She also feel like, feels like, kind of for the first time, that she's having a normal life because, you know, she's in a normal school and whatever. Yeah. And she's made friends and she doesn't want to, like, just bail on everything now. And it's all, like, her disability <laughs> is presented as being... Being disabled is presented as just being terrible. Yeah, it's really like, like something. Why wouldn't you want to fix it? It's, like, <laughs> it's also the it's presented as something that is obviously you have to overcome that you don't yeah. live with or yeah. you know, especially with deaf people. Like there's you know there's deaf culture yeah. is a big thing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and you know the idea that. Yeah, you know, whatever about whether you'd want to learn to, that's obviously a personal thing yeah. you'd want to hear or not but the way that they present her deafness as being like this awful awful yeah. thing as if she'd been like it's tragic like everything is yeah like, as if she'd yeah. been like walled up alive you yeah. know or it's um, but anyway she she tells her family look I can't go mm. uh, as you say she's never been happy before and when Bruce calls round she realises she can't tell because mm-hmm. this is uh this is this is somehow you know he might he might persuade her to go. Or yeah. I'm not really sure why she doesn't want to tell him. But she we also learned she never had any friends before. Why? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> it, like is everyone even worse than the Sweet Valiants? Oh, I find that hard. Surely to not. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't think that was possible. I do not believe that for a second. <laughs> yeah. So she's tempted by the thought of hearing more than a faint buzz because we haven't told she can hear tones. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, she still can't leave Bruce because it's like millions of people can hear, but when how many people have this? Mm. Well, a douchebag well, boyfriend. Yes. Lots, <laughs> lots of people. <laughs> no one says that to her though. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is weird interlude where Winston asks Lila and Jess for carnival ideas, and Lila is dismissive, but Jess is like, "I'll do a booth," and Lila has an awkward burn about well oh, maybe you'll you'll be doing b- some black magic because nothing else is getting you what you want <laughs> i.e. getting Lila uh, getting up, Regina uh, Bruce to Regina break up Bruce, yeah. 
Um, so, meanwhile, Liz calls to see Mrs. Morrow about the committee business, but Mrs. Morrow is distracted and she's also, she's a mess. Yeah, she forgot about the meeting and she was <gasps> asleep taking a nap and it's all kind of awkward and stuff. It's like, just call back later, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, and then she tells Liz about her headaches and, like, why are you telling this? You don't even know her. Child. Like, you're just randomly confessing shit to this teenager. Yeah. And that's like, don't tell Regina. It's like, what? <laughs> why is any of this happening? You are, there's something not right, right about you, yeah. Skybar. You need a good shrink. Yeah. Um, and she tells Liz the whole story. My notes just say, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. <laughs> she tells Liz all about, like, you know the pills and yeah. the bottling she's just here to talk about a fucking carnival she doesn't need this <laughs> she's just like oh how much money are you going to give for the tent or oh, whatever God, yeah she does so, not sign up for being your fucking therapist like yeah um and yeah get a real therapist which you yeah so pay needs, a professional like you say. stop unloading to a 16 year old girl you've just met so <laughs> Regi- Liz obviously guesses that Regina's not going uh, because of Bruce and it's like oh shit this is a big mistake yeah. and then Sky reveals that um this boy who lives in San Francisco, uh, I think, was he was treated by Dr. This Friedrich. Doctor, yeah. And he's coming down to visit in the mm-hmm. hope that he can maybe change Regina, yeah. Regina's mind. And Liz says, well, you know, if Regina says anything about it to me, I'll tell her I think she should go. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> like, Elizabeth felt she owed it to Regina to intervene. On the other hand, Elizabeth hated to interfere. It's like, what? you fucking <laughs> love interfering. Do not give me that. <laughs> oh, God. Literally the cover of half the books. Are you the last... Just looming over the people. The last cover. Involving yourself. The like, last literally. Book <laughs> was her looming over Caroline's shoulder. Fuck's sake, Liz, you hypocrite. Oh. Anyway... <laughs> Jess bumps into Ken. She, she's out swimsuit shopping. Like, how many swimsuits can <laughs> you have? What? How many does one person need? Come I've on got now. one. Like, <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many does she need? So uh, she bumps into Ken, and he's annoyed because he's heard that Bruce is now running as president. Yes, for of president. the centennial student thing that yeah. no one cares about. Well, now Bruce does, and Ken is all like, oh, it's family party, hire a campaign manager. And <laughs> says, oh, he's got really popular since he's started going out with Regina so he might yeah. actually win and that gives Jess an idea it does and it's funny because she kind of gets a bit impatient while she's chatting to Ken she's like she, wait and see she said instead wishing Ken would go away so she could scheme in peace <laughs> at least she's honest I know it's like I'm done with you now I'm yeah. scheming to do leave me alone yeah. rubbing your little hands together <laughs> I do imagine her just have this little gremlin voice as she's going around screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so uh, the committee meet at the Wakefields and um, Winston is annoying again. He's like, <laughs> get out of the pool and shaking water on top of everybody. Ugh. It's like, fuck off, Winston. Go Jesus. home, Winston. Uh, Ken isn't there because he's so worried about Bruce um, and apparently everyone's enjoying the drama. It's like, this is... Yeah, it's political intrigue. It's like... Why does anyone give an actual fuck about this? I don't really even, I don't even know, know what it is. <laughs> it's president yeah. of something. I don't know. Some kind of student representative. Yeah. God, why? Um, and then completely unconvincingly, Olivia's like, well, Bruce has changed. I think he could do a good job. Why do you think this? Uh, yeah. He was, he's was. he been such a prick to, to you and to everybody. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. Like oh, two weeks go by and you, suddenly he's he's good now. Yeah. Um, so Todd is a juror and Winston... Accurately, in the case of Bruce, says, once a jerk, always a jerk. Yeah. Which is true. We'll give him that. <laughs> yes. That is solid. Uh, and then Jess appears and she says she has an idea. They put on a mother-daughter fashion show. Mm. And Liz, I thought that this meant lots of different people on their mothers. Me too, yeah. But then it turns out she just wants like Sky and just Regina. Sky and Regina. But it's all a pretext as well to kind of get, into get chatting to Regina. Yeah, to get over to the Morrow Mansion. Yeah. Um... So over at the Morrow Mansion, uh, Regina is saying, you know, bids Bruce farewell mm. after another date, and she finds a stranger there, Donald Essex, <gasps> and he greets her in sign language, which we're told is the international language of the deaf. Except sign language is different in different countries. Yeah, it's not international. So, but anyway, that's not good. That'd be quite handy if it was those guys, but it isn't. It's not. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out he's down for the weekend, and to persuade her to have the treatment. Yeah, and. They bond and we hear that he worked incredibly hard to win acceptance at his school. What sort of pricks are at yeah. school? Why are these people so terrible? I know. I mean, <laughs> I know this exists and obviously there is bullying of people yeah. with disabilities, but it seems to you, you know, if you were a disabled kid reading this, yeah. it's really presenting it as like everyone's going to 
be horrible. This to is you. just the default. Like, mm. yeah, um, you shouldn't expect people mm. to be treat you normally. Um, and he suggests, like, oh, maybe you're just scared of what it'd be like to be quote normal. <laughs> so um, she goes off and she feels torn. Uh, back in Calico Drive, Jessica's room was such a tip she can't even find the phone. <laughs> what? Like, does she know she uses the phone quite often? Like, I where? I've, what kind of a state? <laughs> what is she Jesus. wading through? <laughs> and she rings Regina, and Liz is like, Oh my god, someone, you're ringing someone who's deaf. Liz is quite it's funny incredible. about this. It's so funny, <laughs> like, because yes, uh, Sky answers the phone, and Li- or Jessica is literally like, Hi, is Regina there? <laughs> And Liz is standing next to her, rolling her eyes, shaking her head in disbelief, (laughs) as well she might. Um, So she asks Mrs. Morrow if she can call over, and uh, Mrs. Morrow says yes, I presume. And um, afterwards, Liz, when Liz is sort of slagging her off, uh, (laughs) Jess actually says something like something terrible about it being a compliment to Regina. Oh, that she forgot. Yeah, or something. it's like I yeah. thought she's just like us. Oh God. Uh, what did we get? Um, it's it's just really, it's so tedious and <laughs> and obnoxious. It's uh, yeah, it's a compliment to Regina. She acts so much like the rest of us. I forgot she wouldn't be able to hear me on the phone. <laughs> oh, that. If she acts like the rest of you, then brilliant. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> uh, so, um, Jessica goes uh, goes off. <laughs> she does. <honestly. laughs> She's also like, if anyone can butch of a perfect relationship, she thought grinning, it's me. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been proud of that. That is accurate. How is this something you're proud of? Because <laughs> she's history's greatest monster. <laughs> so over at Pat, uh, uh, Morrow Towers, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> the Morrow Casual Mansion. Oh, yes. They're less imposing mansion. Yes. Regina is watching Donald Nicholas play tennis and she's gazing at a diamond bracelet that Bruce has given her. Yeah. These rich kids, what the hell? Like, <laughs> ruby pendants, diamond bracelets, for fuck's sake. So extra, like, there's oh, no need. It really is. <laughs> so Jessica arrives, pitches a fashion show, um, and Sky apparently hates to be reminded of her former career. And this all sounds like they realise that the Sky wanting Regina to model stuff in the last book was bullshit. Yeah. Because yeah. it's total retconning. It's so weird. It makes, it's totally inconsistent. Yeah, it's a big jump. Um, but anyway, Sky agrees to do it, and Jess admires the bracelet, and there's... <laughs> Kind of a great bit when she discovers that Bruce gave Regina the bracelet. She thinks, good lord, Bruce has really gone completely mad. He'll probably thank me one day for saving his bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. And then Jess is all like, oh, it just goes to show you shouldn't believe the rumours. And Regina's, what rumours? Yeah. And it turns out, of course, she didn't know that Bruce was running Running for for this mysterious bullshit committee thing. (laughs) So Jess is like, my work here is done. So she kind of just plants the seed of mm, doubt with Regina that like, why is he keeping the secret from her or whatever? Oh, she's cunning. Yeah, it's very sneakily done. Cunning and evil. Yeah. So she's she's on her way out and Donald appears um, and she, she can't get her car started and he helps her. And then she's like, give me a call. <laughs> and speeds <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't know who she is. He doesn't, yeah. Does he give her, does she give him her number? No. I think it's like, uh, Regina has my number. Oh, yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. And she just speeds yeah. off. It's like, okay. <laughs> but she's happy with this. It's oh, like, yeah. This, this is her perfect timing, apparently. Oh, yeah. She's proud of her timing. She actually yeah. says it. Yeah. So the next morning, <laughs> Regina and Donald are still bonding. And she's like, oh, I have a special friend. Mm. And Donald asks, quite sensibly, is this anything to do with why you're not going to go to Switzerland? Yeah. And he reveals that he initially re- refused to go for he the was same in a reason. similar situation. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't work out. No. Yeah, because he'd kind of, he didn't tell the girlfriend. And then when she found out, she was just mad at him for not actually being upfront with her yeah. about the whole thing. So she um, dumped him. So she dumped him and that was that. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So Regina is torn. Yeah. And then there's so she decides right she has to say something to him but then there's this kind of awkward and this is quite convincingly awkward in terms of sort of wires being crossed yeah Regina and Bruce have been out on a picnic but it's been a bit stilted and then she finally is like why didn't you tell me what's about the committee like yeah. why didn't you tell me about it and he's like oh how do you know yeah and he kind of doesn't want to talk about it and he won't yeah because she kind of given him an opportunity to bring it up because she mentions like Ken yeah. being so head up about it and he's just kind of doesn't 
kind of engage with it. So she's like, why is he mm. not coming to And then she this? finally confronts him. But yeah. this is the unconvincing bit. So we see inside Bruce's mind. Mm. And it turns out he hadn't mentioned it because he wanted it to be a surprise <sighs> when he won. But she goes to the school. Got, like, there was going to be a campaign of some sort. She's going to have to vote <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, yeah, none of it's that makes so any stupid. sense at all. Like, it's literally a thing for the school. She goes to the school. Yeah. How can you keep it a secret it's until you win? Really stupid. How does she not know? <laughs> for fuck's sake. Anyway, um, so none of it makes sense. But then, no. the, so that bit isn't convincing. But the thing that is convincing is that it sort of wires are crossed and they don't really yeah. use, nobody's really saying exactly why they're. Uh, yeah, everyone's just kind of mad. Yes. And now Regina is sure that Jessica was right. So yeah, because yeah, Jessica kind of implied that he Bruce was, was only dating Regina to be popular. Oh yeah, to win the thing or whatever. Yes, yeah. sorry, yes, sorry, we should have said that. It, he, she, that's the rumor that yeah. Jessica <laughs> claims is going around, which of course is, is just Jessica. Yeah. Um, so Regina is like, oh my god, it's true. He was just going out with me as a sort of propaganda tool. Mm. So she's furious and she gives him back all the jewels. Oh, not just gives them back; she hurls them. Oh. At him. <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> Taking his eye out. Yeah. And just hurling t- rubies at each other. And it's then like, he shows his his dickishness is still there because he's like, I thought you were different, but you're just as messed up as every other girl in this town. Oh, God. <laughs> and yet you're the common denominator somehow, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another man in the mirror moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, and then the stupidity does not end there because Liz and Todd call around to see Mrs. Morrow as arranged, but she's not there because she's very flaky. And oh, yeah. And unwell. Yeah. And they're greeted by a friendly Donald, and he's like, "Hey, it's you." Oh. So stupid. And Todd is like, mm-hmm. "How do you know? How do you know this? He sure seems to know you." As my notes just say, she has a fucking twin, you Todd. Idiot. Jesus. Yeah, but even Elizabeth is dopey about it. Too, oh my god, they both like, are. Yeah. He looks as if he's seen me before. She thought, but I don't know who he is. It's like, oh, how will we ever solve this mystery? <laughs> I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation. Oh it's like, god, like yeah. Identical twin, perhaps. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, you've been in actual situations exactly oh like this. Oh my God. Several times. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's and really stupid. It actually causes a big rift it between does. these two buffoons. They actually kind of fall out and don't talk for a couple of yeah, days. Yeah, they're st- really yeah. stupid. So Elizabeth's kind of stressed and she, Regina approaches her in the Oracle office and uh, tells Liz that... Uh, Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm overcome. We need to stay I need hydrated. To, I need to take water. I was choking with my rage about their <laughs> gum beans. So yeah, she can't go to um, uh, she can't do the fashion show because she's going to Switzerland on Friday. Um, she's she's going to take the treatments, and this oh, is yeah. like, oh, what does Bruce think about this? Mm. But she, Regina says, well, we broke up, and it turns out that he was just dating me as propaganda tool. Yeah, because as usual, people just believe shit that Jessica says. Yeah, oh, why? <laughs> I mean, I suppose time, Regina can be Regina can be excused. So maybe, yeah, yeah okay. but you know, I suppose Liz doesn't know that it all came from Jessica. Yeah. So maybe she. Oh, actually, she did. Yeah, because actually, she does. It does say that she told her the entire story, omitting only Jessica's role as informer. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, just like that'll reveal a lot. That's like that's your answer right there. <sighs> so, um, Liz is is she's enraged at Bruce for being such a prick, but she's sorry that. He was she. He proved her right for Regina's yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's also glad that Regina's gonna go. Yeah. So she turns for advice to Mr. Collins. Sure, who else? <laughs> and Mr. Collins, now normally he actually does give some quite good advice. Yeah. And this time she doesn't, mm. or he doesn't, no, because he does not. um, he uh, Mr. Collins knows all about Regina. Obviously, she's gonna be leaving the school, so yeah. it makes sense that he knows about the treatment thing, and. Uh, Mr. Collins is like, oh, you you don't like Bruce Patman, don't you? And Liz says completely, I think accurately, accurately, yeah. I don't like the way he treats girls. Yeah, and she has ample reason to. Yeah, he literally tried to assault her, so he yeah. is terrible. Um, and Mr. Collins are like, well, people can change. No yeah. one's good or He's bad. Like, oh, you're like, entitled to your opinion. It's like, yeah, she fucking is. Also, Bruce is. <laughs> I suppose Mr. Collins doesn't know this, but he is an attempted rapist, yeah. and like the way he treats girls. Is really it terrible. Is awful, yeah. And you don't know the half of it. Mr. Yeah. I mean, maybe he does. Who knows the way he carries on. Oh, God but, damn. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just all people do change and you can't judge. And Keep an open mind. Like, really? Ugh. Really? <laughs> God. Anyway, so Liz is still stressed about this and she's stressed about the carnival. Todd's avoiding her. And then she tells uh, Jess about Bruce and Regina breaking up and unsurprisingly, Jess is delighted. She is thrilled. And then Jess mentions like this hunk 
that was staying with the Morrows. It's like sort of speaking of Regina. Oh, they finally put it together. And, you know, <laughs> Elizabeth dropped her notebook, her eyes widening. God, you're such an idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I've got to make a phone call. Uh, um, so she runs off to tell Todd the truth and Jessica is gloating hilariously. Like he's literally, she's literally thinking, as for me, Jessica thought lazily, I haven't a care of the world, see? <laughs> and since it's a cinch, I'm not going to the library tonight. Maybe I should try and get in touch with the Donald again. Oh, she God. chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, so she doesn't have to do a term paper now. Yeah. She's, she's won the bet, she's, apparently. She's done, yeah. So then there's a kind of brilliant bit where Jessica is like strutting around the place yeah. in triumph. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's literally, the day is described, this first triumphant day of term paperlessness. <laughs> and she's strutting around tossing her hair yeah. and she meets Winston and he's like oh you know can I include you in my random poll which would you find more satisfying to hurl at my face whipped cream pie or lemon whipped cream Jessica told him <laughs> like not missing a beat nope. <laughs> straight in there which I genuinely like yeah. uh, so she finds Isla and she gloats yeah and she's like oh um, so you go to the library now and Lila's like oh no I'm going to hang around my father's building and it belatedly strikes Jessica which I would have thought was a very obvious, obvious. flaw yeah. in this scheme that Lila doesn't have to do a good term no, paper. she can just half-ass this thing and land her in it. Like, yeah, which is yeah. kind of obvious. Yeah. Like, How did you not see this coming? <laughs> yeah, like, no, you know, maybe she won't do a good term paper. No shit, maybe she yeah. won't. Why, why should she? Why would she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the, the Egypt brothers, Liz and Todd, make up and oh, they God. admit their fight was stupid. Yeah, they're like, I can't believe we wasted a whole day feeling awful love for such a stupid misunderstanding. It's meant like, wasted yeah, like 10 idiots. pages like on this. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, um, she's, Liz is still going on about Bruce and Regina. Yeah. And Tom admits that he, or Todd, which I call him Tom, <laughs> he admits that he, he actually thinks Bruce was into her. He doesn't think it's true that Bruce was just after votes. Yeah. He looks really sad now. he looks really miserable since they've broken up. And then yeah. there's a kind of hilarious bit where Bruce sort of wanders over and sits next to him and is like, hi, guys. <laughs> Sorry to bother you, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. And he's, he's like, oh, <laughs> I want some advice. Okay. Literally asking for advice. And... Uh, he wants Liz to come over to his house to give him her wise counsel. And, and when he wanders off, Todd pats her arm approvingly. Uh, yeah. Like, well done, Liz. Because Elizabeth's like, like, why would she want to go to his house on her own? After she should what be anywhere near like, him yeah. on her own. But anyway, she goes. Uh, uh, and she's out with Bruce on the patio by their Olympic-sized swimming pool. Oh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so Bruce admits that he's done terrible things. Yeah. And he knows that when things have gone wrong in his life, He's deserved them. Mm. And uh, it's, it's this ridiculousness where um, Bruce is, uh, Regi- Liz wants to go. She's like, look, you know, Regina's my friend. And then of course, Bruce doesn't take no for an answer, mm. as we know. Shockingly. Like, no, no, <laughs> listen to me, please, please. You've got to stay here. Um, so he sheds tears, real tears, and he asks Liz if Liz knows why Regina dumped him. Yeah, and she yeah, realizes, he, he oh my God, he doesn't, she, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know, yeah, because he didn't really understand because of their wires so crossed, I suppose, in their fight. It didn't actually ever come clear. Yeah, why she was breaking up with him. About, like, exactly. Yeah. So uh, he, she she tells him what, the, what Regina thinks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but I only signed up to run like a f- week ago and I've been with Regina for ages. Yeah. And he says that love has changed him, mm. which is such a dodgy message yep. to send to Mm-mm. kids. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I need to apologize to everyone, but I've got to start out with Regina. <laughs> and then Liz apologizes for doubting him. Ugh. <laughs> like, oh I kind of hate that Liz even went to his house in the first place on yeah. her own and that Todd was encouraging her to go. It's like, yeah. Like, how short are your memories, people? <laughs> very, like, very short. Because she feels uncomfortable there from the get go. And yeah. it's like, you, sh- you don't need to go here and, like, humor him. I know. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And uh, she tells him all about Switzerland. But she says, look, if yeah. you go to him, or you go to Regina, she won't go to Switzerland. If they make up, she's going to stay and she won't go and get treatment. Yes. Yeah. And Bruce knows this is true. But he cries. <gasps> and the I chapter ends. I would never have believed it in a million years, Elizabeth thought. Bruce Patman is crying. A changed man. Apparently. Because that's how people work. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that night, he gazes at a picture of Regina. <laughs> and he thinks like, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, her creamy skin. He's like Carl the Orderly. <laughs> oh, God, he is. Oh, no. Run away, like, Regina. She's so beautiful, he said, softly pushing the picture down. Then he writes a letter. Mm. And it tells his feeling. It's like, I know all and I love you, but I can't stop you from going. Yeah. Uh, so it's Wednesday, the festival, whatever the hell it is, is almost upon us and the committee is in the state. But they assure Liz that the booths are ready and so are the prizes. And Winston is like getting off with a stuffed rabbit or something. <laughs> What's going on? What the fuck? <laughs> like dry on Put yourself together, Winston. <laughs> and then here comes Mr. Collins mm. and he's with Miss Dalton. Ooh. And he's, he's a bit flustered. What's this? And Miss Dalton... Like all adults in Sweet Valley, from <laughs> Jeremy Franks to Carl the aforementioned Dorothy, is 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Those are the only ages yeah. in Sweet Valley. You're 16 or you're 25. Or you're like... Or you're someone's dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Generic dad age. <laughs> so uh, we're told that Miss Dalton has a bubbly personality, which I saw no sign of uh-uh. when she last appeared when people were spreading rumours about her. No. In rumours. Ooh, yeah. Mm. So, um... They, uh, she's got some ideas for the stall. She suggests they have an international food stall where she can make crepes. Because apparently that's what happens when you study a foreign language. And that is why I am an expert with my German degree in making currywurst. So <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> Note, I am not an expert in making currywurst. <laughs> but Miss Dalton sure made a fuckload of crepes in college. They're really tricky, like, aren't they? You only really see people making crepes at a crepe stand. Well, on the big... And it's like the spinny... The like spinny thing. But you think you like can make one in just like a, like a pancake in a frying pan. Yeah, that's true. I doubt they're going to have one of those proper circular things that looks like a record player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things. Those yeah. Things. Those no, things I don't spin. think I they're going to be... spinny thing. I know, but I know what you mean because like, yeah. it's like a record player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I doubt... No, you. I'd say it's like making a pancake... Like a savoury like pancake at home. pancakes, yeah. Yeah. Like a light pancake. Not an American pancake. No, 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 yeah. So like, like the pancakes that we would yeah, yeah. fashion. Um, well, she's whatever way she's doing it. Anyway, spitty thing or no, she's, she's doing it somehow. She's doing it, and Liz and Todd go and Ken go off to check in the boots, and Ken is all like, "Oh, Mr. Collins and Miss Dalton." <laughs> How quickly he forgets! Oh he was God. being mocked yeah, about it about Miss Dalton. About her. Um, but Miss Liz isn't comfortable with Mr. Collins being gossiped about at all because yeah. he's so secreted. I cannot believe there's not more gossip about this, Mr. Collins. I know this is so weird. It's like she liked Mr. Collins too much to feel comfortable hearing gossip about him. What? How come no one isn't gossiping about this Mr. Collins weird. all the time? There should be continuous gossip about Mr. Collins. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Very true. <laughs> so, uh, Bruce appears and Todd and Ken sort of wander off. Um, and Bruce asks Liz, gives her the letter he's written for yeah. Regina and says, can you sneak it into her suitcase? I can't. Because yeah, at, at first I think Elizabeth is like, I can't believe he's going to uh, try and make up with her. How dare he? <laughs> but then he's like, no, no, I know that yeah. I can't give this to her before she goes, but I want her to read it. So I'm going to, yeah. You know, if she reads Sneak it into her luggage. Once she's gone. Yeah. Um, so Liz is like, oh, he really has changed. And she's so impressed by this. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. Mm, nope. What the hell? Nope, buddy, nope, nope. Oh, love it. <laughs> so she goes over to um, to say goodbye to Regina. Yeah. And now Mrs. Morrow is glowing, basically, with health and happiness. Because heaven for fucking Ben, she should have a kid who's deaf. But <laughs> now she won't. <laughs> so Liz, Regina is has got, she's only been there for like five books. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah. What book did she turn up in? Uh, it was just before the kidnapping. It, it was the was kidnapping. The kidnapping the, it was the party. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so it was kidnapped, which was book number thirteen. Okay. She has been in Sweet Valley for five books. Yeah. And she already has a scrapbook. Oh my god. All about her. Because she's never been happy anywhere else. Yeah. So while Regina packs, Liz tucks the letter into this scrapbook and yes. to a picture of Bruce and Regina. Yeah, because at first I think Regina's like, oh, maybe I just won't bring this scrapbook because it's just going to make me sad. And then Liz is like, no, 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 take it with you. Mm. And kind of sneaks the envelope in. And it's she's like, got a lot of photos developed in those five books. Mm. It's like, she's been busy. You used to have to wait. Like, yeah. <laughs> she takes time. Yeah. <laughs> a few days, at least. Well, she's yeah. gone through a lot of reels of film. Mm. Uh, so it's election day in Sweet Valley High. And preposterously, Liz says she's so impressed with Bruce that she's going to vote for him. Oh, this is so stupid. And... <laughs> She tells the others why, and Winston says that Bruce deserves to win the election because he's changed for the better. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's sad, so he should win the thing. Oh no! Like, well, I think it's also 
oh, he's shown that he's good and he can change. Like, Ken was never... He was already a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just reward him. Yeah, don't <laughs> reward him for bel- being actually sound. <laughs> yeah, it's a too little, too late. Yeah. Brucey. It's like, oh, Bruce has stopped being a terrible person. Now so he's just, like, regular. So now we like, know oh, he can change. Quick, could, reward him. He can change back again. This is not... His inconsistency is not... <laughs> reward him for doing he's the bare minimum. He's been good for, like, a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's no proof yeah. of his new goodness. None. He's put a bit of... T- I, I know people can change. But I would give them more like, than like a few than days of going out with a yeah. girly fancies yeah. to have proof of that. <laughs> oh, so on the plane, poor old miserable Regina, she ponders the fact that she hoped Bruce would turn up to say goodbye, but then he didn't. Mm. And of course, she takes the scrapbook, which he has inexplicably packed in her carry-on luggage. That was lucky. <laughs> and in it is the letter. And uh, she reads it and she's she's full of emotion. She is. Um, and what's in the envelope? It's the Ruby Pendant! Hooray! <laughs> it lives! So uh, he picked it up, obviously, when she was chucking it around. She <laughs> flung it at him. <laughs> and she thinks, my love for Bruce isn't part of the past. It's only just beginning. Wow. Oh, keep telling yourself that, Regina. Mm, yep. Anyway. Uh, it's Carnival Day! Phew. The carnival's a hit. It has miraculously been pulled together yeah, by a bunch Ken. of children. <laughs> Ken hasn't managed to kill anyone with a shoddy boof, so that's good. Yeah, well, we don't see what's happening at the edges. <laughs> yeah. The stands, the ex- international food stands, serve everything from exotic French crepes to all-American brownies. But heaven forfend, there should be a fucking taco. Oh, God, no. <laughs> or some samosas. In or, California, are you no. joking? <laughs> no. No samosas. No. Stuffed vine leaves. That's no. Dull. Bit of hummus, lads. No, Ethan, no, no hummus. <laughs> Nothing. French is as exotic as it gets. That's what you get. Uh, Winston is being, as my notes say, as you'd expect. Mm. Yeah, mm. a pain in the hole. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and he's wearing like a tuxedo. Oh, yeah. God. A tuxedo and red suspenders, in fact. Mm, well, oh, yeah, he's just kind of, he's got a microphone and he's just yelling at people, basically. <laughs> like, oh. He opens his pie booth and Mr. Collins throws the first pie at Winston <laughs> and it hits him right in the face. Good and, for you, And Winston's Roger. sort of like, whoa! Um, it's like, wow, you did not expect that everybody hates you so much that they're <laughs> dying to throw <laughs> something. angry here. Yeah, yeah, Mr. To Collins come is like, ah! <laughs> Through the medium Early of pies. <laughs> <laughs> but soon Winston's laughing away, covered in pie. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mrs. Morrow oh, is going to give a speech. Jesus. Instead of the fashion show, yeah. this is her substitute. Yeah. This is not a substitute. You should be doing this anyway. This <laughs> yeah. is like... I was just never actually part of it anyway, seeing as it's a fundraiser. Yeah. And you say a bit about the cause you're fundraising Literally, for. this is her substitute for a big fancy fashion show. So, yeah, instead of that, she just makes a really fucking condescending speech. Oh, my God. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's all about Regina managed to overcome her handicap God. and live a normal life and hopefully the children at the Fowler Memorial Hospital and by the way I know we've had this mentioned before the Fowler Memorial Hospital hmm. but does that mean that they didn't have a hospital before the Fowler started up. up Jesus yeah. <laughs> That's a, they've been around for a hundred years and like the Fowler's a fucking wild west before <laughs> they came along <laughs> they've got old Doc down at the barber shop yeah. <laughs> you take your leg and give you a haircut and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for those fathers and their very vague wow. computer business. Yeah. Uh, looking after the health of Sweet Valiants. And uh, of course, Mrs. Martha likes Liz and everyone applauds her. And then Bruce wins the election. Uh. And Liz, inexplicably, is delighted for him and says he not only won the election, he won something much more important. Mm. Eh. What? <laughs> the approval of Elizabeth Wakefield. Oh, the ultimate <laughs> That prize. is the most important thing in the world. <laughs> so uh, we have a surprising jump cut to two weeks later. And oh. the committee are having a reunion party. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jessica thinks that this is a stupid idea to have a reunion for something that was two weeks ago. And I agree with <laughs> She her. is not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jessica also inevitably did get screwed on that term paper. Of course she did. And Lila got her a D. So, she got yeah. a D and Lila herself got a B minus. Yeah. And uh, Jess is like, how come you were able to uh, mm. to to get a B minus and then you gave me a D and I was all like, oh, I guess I was tired. <laughs> how did you not see this coming, Jessica? Oh, Jessica, <laughs> this serves you right. And then um, 
Jess is like, well, the the grade might stop me from passing history. And Lila's all like, well, will it? And she goes, well, if I do okay in the final. And Lila's all, well, that's okay. Then. Yeah. I do well yeah. that. I'm like, sounds I love like, you, Lila. Like, this is like, amazing. It sounds like a you problem. <laughs> exactly. Like, but Jessica is enraged. She is. Um, and Lila is heading over to her dad's mysterious half-built building to see if Jack is around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he knows uh, she knows somehow that Jack is going to ask her out. And this enrages Jessica even more. Because <laughs> it turns out Donald wrote to her. Yes, yeah, did, her- did he get her address? And why would you invite her? Why would you just ring her? I like, know. It's so weird. Ugh, anyway, so he did. And he apologised for not calling her. But he hadn't wanted to lead her on. It's like, well, that's Jess's job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dicking people around. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jess asks Lila for more info on Jack um, because, of course, she wants to get to know him herself yeah. and, quote, wipe the smirk off Lila's face for good. For good. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. So we cut to the construction site. Yeah, she's back. She's looking for Jack. Oh, and she finds him. She does. And he's no ordinary construction worker. Because he's, he's handsome? Well, he used to go sailing off <laughs> oh, the yeah. south of France, he tells her. Oh, so he says, yes. Yeah. And Lila's like, ah, you, he was a secret tour to him. Yeah, mm. yeah. So especially when he says that he has a boat and she's convinced that he's going to fall in love with her and reveal his true identity. <laughs> Whoa, oh my God. I love how they just come to these random conclusions Very. about stuff like that. They do this a lot. And in the next book as well, <laughs> yeah. even more. So um, she tries to hint at him to take her out, but he's like not taking the bait. So she basically says, come to a pool party at my house. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Um, but uh, she's uh, she's kind of a bit flustered by his casual vibe, but mm. she's she's also happy. She's uh, she's floating on air. Ooh. And that's basically the end of the story. Yeah, she's just kind of excited now because on Sunday she's going to see her mysterious prince. <gasps> Mysterious prince, yeah. yeah. That's the that's the very last line, mm-hmm. and um, the tagline for the de- for the next book is: Will Jack destroy Lila and Jessica's friendship? <gasps> kind of yes. Find out <laughs> in Sweet Valley High number nineteen, showdown. And there's a little treat at the end of this book: a letter to the reader <gasps> from Francine. From Francine, and she's telling the reader about well, in our Ireland, if we were pronouncing this properly, the it- Irish way, we would say. Cartoline, because <laughs> it is yeah. the how you pronounce the name that I know that they want us to say, Caitlin. Caitlin, yeah. So um, instead of being Corch, which <laughs> you know I think I would love it if that's how they pronounced it. Oh, new right there, Corch. She's Cartoline. She's from Westport. Her name is Corch. <laughs> she plays Kabogi. Yeah. Um, well, she's. Kate Gort Gortlin <laughs> Ryan she is Irish oh my god <laughs> and she has long black hair <gasps> a bit like yourself oh. magnificent blue eyes <laughs> oh, okay ivory complexion mm, as in pale as fuck yeah well I mean, I'm, yeah, that fits me uh, but she's uh, as, as Francine tells us ever since I created the series Sweet Valley High I've been thinking about a love trilogy a mini series revolving around one very special girl a character similar in some ways to Jessica Wakefield but even more devastating oh my god more beautiful more charming <laughs> and much more devious how I know well I have read these books oh have you oh yes I have really? yes they are incredible so we get all this backstory about Caitlin she's her mother died. Her father abandoned her. She oh was God. raised by her enormously rich grandmother, a cold and powerful <gasps> matriarch. Ooh. She dances from boy to boy. Catherine, not the, the Not the matriarch. Yeah. Grandmother. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Never staying long. Often breaking hearts. Yet she's so sparkling and delightful that everyone forgives her. That is very Jessica, actually. Yeah, she is. No one can resist her. No, that is. But Jed Michaels, the new boy in school. <laughs> Catherine means... Catherine? Catherine. I'm, I'm getting so confused. <laughs> she means to have him, but their old tricks doesn't work. She can't manipulate him. Oh my God. And here's the amazing bit. Impossible. There hasn't ever been anyone that the beautiful and terrible Caitlin couldn't have. Oh and now she wants Jed Michaels, no matter who gets hurt or what she has to do to get him. So many of you follow my Sweet Valley High series. I know you'll want, find it fascinating to read what happens when love comes into the life of this spoiled and selfish beauty. <laughs> the indomitable. No, indomitable? Indomitable? Yes. Yeah. Caitlin Ryan. Wow. Thanks for being there. <laughs> and keep reading. <laughs> Francine Pascal. Amazing. And there's a proper like Francine signature. There, yeah, it's like she's written in your book. It's amazing. And then, well, we're not going to this, but there is a preview of the opening chapter of the first book in the Caitlin trilogy. Wow. Loving. My God. And I have read them and they are nuts. Really? There's, yeah, there's a few. <laughs> they did the original trilogy and then she came back. Oh. And there was another one. 
and I, I still have some of them at home. I don't think I have all of them, but I did. I have read them all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, imagine Sweet Valley High in a posh boarding school. <gasps> I know. Sweet Valley High meets Mallory Towers. Pretty much. Cool. With a bit of, uh, I suppose, Gossip Girl thrown oh, in because they're all kind of really super, you know, private Exo- Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was a little bonus for the, nice. the Sweet Valley fans of yeah. yore. Um, like so now the volume is finished. Mm. Do you have some stats from Head Over Heels? I do. So, yes, blue-green eyes get five mentions. Average. Average. Blonde hair gets six. Average. Regina is beautiful six times. Boom. Actually, I expected more. Yeah. Well, there's probably, yeah, she's called perfect like three times. So this was oh, okay, yeah. Fair <laughs> it's, enough. It's, you know, they spread it out a little bit. <laughs> um, any outfits? Um, not a huge amount in hmm. the way of outfits. At one point, Regina's getting ready for a date with Bruce. So she has chosen one of her favourite outfits to wear, a navy blue cotton dress with tiny white flowers on it and a pair of low-heeled sandals. Which that's sounds... Right. That's like what Greg Stefani wears in the video for Don't Speak. A little bit, yeah. That could look good. It, it could look a retro good. style. It could look good. Or she could look like a much older lady. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of it being a sort of a you know 40s tea dress okay, like Gwen yeah. wears. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're probably right. It's, it could be very dowdy. Yes. <laughs> or it could be quite cool. Um, other than that, Regina at another point puts on a pair of white cotton jeans and a striped t-shirt. Mm, so uh, Liz Hurley style. That's yeah. exactly what I thought as well. And then mm. later on, Lila puts <gasps> she on... She looks a bit like Liz Hurley. She does. And then Lila later on puts on new white trousers. <gasps> They're all the rage. It's the, it's the rich girl look. White jeans <laughs> that's trend actually, in Sweet Valley. That's actually quite convincing. Yeah. But those sort of people. Rich, rich people. Mm, yes, <laughs> those they can, people. They can afford to just get stains out of shit all the time. <laughs> like, no white jeans white for jeans, me. Absolutely not. I don't know any white clothes. Oh, God, no, me neither. <laughs> Even when the day I got married, I spent most of it. And I wasn't white dress. It was silvery. Ooh. It's a ninety. It was a nineteen thirties vintage nice. evening dress, but it was silvery, and I spent the entire time worried I'd spill something out of some like eating like. <laughs> oh God. So the danger, yeah. how the sweet valiants when they're always dining in burger joints and such like? Yeah, eating pizza and white yeah. jeans. Good luck to you. Well, I suppose they're not like you and I. True. So uh, yeah, that was head over heels, mm. and it was it was a a classic. Quite a ride, yeah. I think I, I think we could safely say it's up there. It's got Bruce and tiny shorts. I mean. It's got Jessica scheming. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's got the Spanish tiles. <laughs> it's got Mr. Gons. It hit everything. It yeah. really did. Mm. Um, so if you have any thoughts on it or any other Sweet Valley gems, yeah. don't forget to get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. We, uh, we It brings genuine joy. <laughs> um, and uh, we especially like your your images. So so far, we've been alerted to everything from Sweet Valley audiobooks to Korean editions of the books. Oh, it's been amazing. To uh, Mr. Collins in prison. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> oh, that incredible Lila in the lime green yes. science picture. That was from a listener called Liz. Thank you, Liz. At Rappley Liz. I'm not sure if I got your name right. Sorry, but, uh, uh, but the Liz part definitely. Yeah. We loved it. We loved the picture, and so we appreciate it. And we will retweet we it will. when this episode goes live, so yeah. you can all have a look oh, and uh, check out Lila and her Hot Wheels <laughs> cruising around. So, if you have any other Photoshop gems to send us, you know where we are at Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can find out about the network and some of the other great shows that are on it at HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff. And uh, we don't say this every episode, but please do rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, because that would be great. We would really appreciate <laughs> it. And it does help more people find. Because the more ratings and reviews that a, a show gets, the more likely it, it is to be featured. And in the, you know, uh, Apple Podcast homepage whatever you call it yeah. when you open it up and you just do the sort of go to the jet, you know, <laughs> yeah. not my podcast <laughs> basically yeah it'll help us out a huge amount so that would be brilliant so uh, yeah um, keep keep uh, channeling Lila the magnificent <laughs> flat faced bitch that she is <laughs> oh, <that's the> <laughs> and uh, until next time uh, we will see you in two weeks yeah. uh, when we will find out Ooh. what happens when Lila and Jessica face off in a showdown <laughs> see you then everyone thanks for listening bye this is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in 
This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.